0: Together, growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of John chapter 20. And specifically on verse 15. Jesus said to Mary Magdalene, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom do you seek? But I would like us to start as a background to chapter 20, verse 11. Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. There are things in life, and there are some circumstances in our own lives where we keep on going back to the bad, painful situation. There are things that pull us back to the bad experience, to the painful experience. And for some reason, we, we react to that differently. Some people go back to the bad experience in order to find the answers, in order to try and make sense of what had happened. Some people go back to the bad experience in order to relive it as if it is still happening. Some people go back to the bad, painful experience out of a thrill so that they can cry again. They have another reason to feel sorry for themselves. They have a reason to be a center of attraction, either for themselves or for those around them. But what I find interestingly said is that Mary goes back to the tomb and she weeps. It makes sense that she is going through a process. She's grieving. She has lost someone. But what I also find interesting is that she keeps on going back and she stoops outside and she looks and, and she, she keeps on choking what's going on. And that is a a human nature. But the question that one needs to ask, how do I deal with grief? And how long should I stay in that moment of grief? In me going back into a bad experience, into a painful event, into that thing that wished or seeked to destroy me, why do I keep on going back to it? What am I hoping to achieve? What am I hoping to learn? What am I hoping to come out with from that such experience? And so in in, in chapter 20, verse 11, Mary keeps on going back to that thing that does not necessarily give her life. And sometimes as human beings, I have seen how we tend to go back to these bad experiences and how these bad experiences have a way of coming up and messing up the present, the current situation. Think of someone who's had a terrible relationship, a terrible, painful divorce, and someone who's never really healed from that experience, and see how that person refuses to try and to love again. Think of someone who's had a terrible childhood either with an absent father or with a very abusive father or mother, for that matter, and how that person struggles as an adult with trust issues. And so either we go back to these experiences or these experiences have a way of coming up to us, and we do not know how to deal with those experiences. And so in Mary, I see a human person going back and forth to these experiences and just weeping and crying. And yes, weeping and crying is a sign of grieving. But a grief to a certain degree has to come to a stand, has to come to a stop. And I need to work on something bigger than just me grieving. grieving. I need to work on a healing, on a restoration, on recuperating and recovery for myself. In verse 15, I find something absolutely interesting. And that for me is a technique in which one deals with grief. Jesus looks at Mary and he does not say what is happening. He knows and he sees that she is crying. But he asks the important question, why are you crying? Why are you weeping? So to a large degree, I think the Lord is inviting Mary to look into the loss, to look into the reality, to look and to be honest with herself. And so Mary is being asked, why are you crying? Why are you weeping? And so I find myself being confronted with this reality, with this question that The things that seems to have destroyed me or things that seem to have hurt me, the Lord says to me, why are you crying? What is going on? What is it in your life that needs to be changed? What is it in your life that needs to be looked into? What is it in your life that needs the hand of God? What is going on? And I look at this as an important question because many people make resolutions and because they are either in consolation or in desolation, things may be absolutely terrible and so they make quick decisions and sometimes they think they have thought it through but they're making a decision based on the situation in which they find themselves. And why many people after... Why many people fail to execute the decisions they've made? It's because they made those decisions only based where they were or on on the circumstances in which they were going through. And they they soon realize once these circumstances change or once the environment changes, the decisions they had made no longer hold because the circumstances have changed. And so sometimes we are very quick and very good, we think, that we want to make a decision now, but only to find out that when the reality changes and when I have to face the other realities, the decisions that I had made are not going to hold water outside. It's like someone in prison and this person says, this is what I want to do when I come when I, when I come out. And when I get up, I will do this and this and that. And wait till they go out. And maybe for the first two days, first three weeks, they can do it. But they soon realize that, but the situation has changed. I'm no longer in prison. And I'm now a free person. And there are a lot of other challenges. And so the decisions that they had made prior to a change of an environment no longer hold water. And so too in our own lives. It's very easy to be in your room and make decisions about yourself and about your life that when you are outside of your room into the reality, you soon realize, it was too quick for me to make that decision. It was too quick for me to make that assumption about life. And so the Lord, when he asked the question, why are you crying? Why He wants us to go back to what is it that has led you to be where you are? And sometimes we seem to treat the symptoms, and we don't go to the root cause of the issues. Why are things the way they are? Sometimes forces me to go back to say, what happened? What is it that led me to this? The other question that the Lord asked, which is important, whom do you seek? And this for me can be answered in many ways. Whom do you seek? Well, I'm fighting you. But should I be fighting you? Should I not be looking at myself? Many of us want to change the world. We want to change the other person. Well, the first person that I need to change, I truly believe, is me. I need to change how I look at things. I need to change how I view life. I need to change how I live my life. But even though I need to do those things, I need to realize that I don't live in isolation. I don't live in an island. I don't live in a world made up by my own rules. So I need to ask this question, whom do you seek? And so who is the person that I'm seeking? Am I seeking a a fully grown person, a fully balanced person, a reconciled person, a forgiven and a healed person, then how do I go about doing that? And that's the second part of whom do you seek? What is it that I really, really want? What is it that I really seek? And that which I seek, what am I doing in order for me to do and to get it? What kind of a person do I want to be? And what is it that the Lord is inviting me to be? And then I think, once we know what's going on and we know how we got there, then we can ask for the grace and the courage to act upon it. But fundamentally, to realize that I need to be the change I want to see in the world. If I need to change anything in the world, I need to change me. And in changing me, I also need to leave a room that I don't live in isolation. So there will be moments that I will make decisions, but those decisions will not always pull through, will not always be successful. And so those decisions are not cast on stone. They need to be flexible enough in order for me to navigate through life. May Almighty God give us the strength. May he give us the blessing. May he give us the wisdom as we move on in our own lives. May Almighty God bless us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.